Welcome to Change the Channel. I want you to talk to your spouse about soul today. I want you to go out and do something that feels soulful to you. I want you to do something soulful with your children. Children are a perfect example of a soul that doesn't want to be suppressed, repressed by by our demands and our, our linear confinements and rules and schedules. And it's so obvious. I'm not saying that we should be allowed to remain children for our entire lives, but I think society kind of shapes us into rigid adults. And we have this story and idea of what an adult's supposed to look like. And I think it's a bunch of BS. I need a special sound for every time I say BS. We're going to get somebody else to get on that. A MIDI man, a sound effect guy. Okay. I'm talking about linguistics here. That's not very self-full, you might say. You're right. Let's get off the subject of linguistics and go back to the soul train. Is your soul train running? Do you feel like you're a chugging along through life on your soul train? Or do you feel like a digital puppet locked in a box somewhere in quiet desperation while your dreams die? Well, we don't want that. Nobody wants that. My job is to maybe inspire a little bit of spark in your heart and you'll take the initiative to get your soul back on track today. All right. I don't know, Faffer. I sound a little bit amped up today. One too many cappuccinos. What are you hitting the Zyrtec D again? No, I'm just slept really well and I have a I have a uh, surplus of energy I'm going to burn off at the gym later and then I'm going to a meditation and that's a good also a good uh activity to get in touch with the soul is meditating to calm the linear mind, the internal dialogue of thoughts, thoughts on overdrive, and get more in touch with the body as a whole and the soul and the spirit. Uh, Often we're in our heads. That's just the way life is. There's so much to think about and worry about, and we allow ourselves to be distracted by digital noise and news and negativity and tasks and things to do and goals and all these things that might not be serving our soul. So the big question is, how can you get more in touch with your soul? Well, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I've named a couple things. And like I said, your own intuition is going to lead you to your own soulful path, which might look different than the next guys. Um, I remember as a kid, you know, teenager getting uh drunk after school and you know role models back then was like jim morrison who 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 we did consider to be very soulful you know in a rebellious kind of way maybe he wasn't the best idol to have but but i think getting drunk back then was a, a sure rebellion and personal uh agenda to be in touch with the soul and settle the mind from schooling from, you know, the day, the school day, and just to be, just to be, just to feel and just to be. And it took some numbing, or at least we thought it did, you know, we believed it to be, or that was a method that we had discovered 
it was a solution for the time being to quiet the linear mind. I mean, perhaps this is why so many people drink and alcohol is so popular. I could be right. I could be wrong. I could be right and wrong. But, you know, alcohol is not necessarily the best uh, solution, especially in a long-term basis. Ideally, we we live in a society that, or, you know, we shape our lives. We, we, we create and shape our lives around our core and not the other way around uh, so that the soul can breathe on a daily basis. You know, what does that look like? It, it looks like doing something that resonates with you. Uh, that's choosing work that resonates, that interests you. It's choosing people that make you feel comfortable enough where you can be yourself and exercise your true expression, your true voice. That means not overcomplicating your life with to-do lists and goals and linear tasks. It means decluttering life and decluttering your mind and the space around you. It could mean going on a diet to cleanse lots of toxins that have built up over the years. Um, it could mean a number of things. And that's where emotional wellness comes in. And emotions and the soul are kind of tied in. I mean, when you feel something, you know, that is an emotion. And emotion is energy. And so is the soul, probably. The soul is probably energy. Your spirit is probably energy. And so to balance the mind, you know, the elusive thoughts, the, the, the electro interference of whatever's going on around us and around our minds, and to be in touch with our emotions, uh, it could take some work. It could take some searching. It could take some learning. It could take getting out of the comfort zone and uh, meeting new people, uh, going to workshops, uh, doing yoga, uh, you know, a number of things that is a little bit harder than just hitting the bottle and drinking to, to feel something, you know. I'm not saying I'm against drinking or it's bad. I'm just saying I think the... Um, we drink to numb. We drink because our lives and society as a whole do not reflect a reality that we know can exist. And it, it, it would be stupid to say, oh, it's society's fault. We've got to change society because that's too much work. That takes too much energy. What we do have control over is reshaping our lives, recreating our lives and what that looks like and what we do on a daily basis. That's what we have control over. And some of us, that might look like moving out to the country and, you know, having a barn for a uh, recording studio in stage. That's one of my goals. That's one of my long-term goals to manifest, to have farmland, grow food, you know, the kids are playing f freely. Um, it's not so confined like a city or a suburb. And, but, but that, you know, creative goals that match each 
unique soul design could look like something completely different. And that's up for the individual to determine and to do the work to narrow in on their own journey, their own path. And if you feel soul is important to you, then I suggest you ride your path to the soul train. Find that train and don't get off. Don't make excuses. Don't be convinced that your life will be better 5, 10, 15, 20 years by working a job you hate, by being with a partner, wife, spouse, husband, whatever, that, that does not work does not serve each other's core needs, does not serve each other's souls. Um, do not think it's off in the future. We have no guarantee of tomorrow. Uh, but I'm say, I know from personal experience that there are ways of getting in touch with the soul and of feeling more alive, feeling more home base with the self, than just by self-medicating or using substances. I, I've done both. I've drank and I've also did the work to eliminate toxins, to um, explore the self, um, to calm the mind. I've done a little bit of everything and there's no perfect road or formula and the formula could change along the way. It might be one thing for a set of years, and then it might morph into something completely different. Oh, it might even get Twilight Zone-ish for a second, because you never know. Life is so weird. It is so weird, and there's no guarantees. But I think feeling alive is pretty important. You don't have to agree with me. I'm just saying feeling alive, feeling connected, feeling clear, feeling, uh, you know, like things are okay is a total possible reality. And, you know, it sucks that depression and anxiety are so prevalent. It sucks that the suicide rate is going up. It sucks that People are overdosing and dying. And you know what? It's All of these things are connected into the core, the soul, uh, the health of the soul, the health of society as a whole, the reflection of what's going on in the world, in, in the nation, in the village, in the household, in one's own mind. And we can do it. We can beat all of that bullshit and all of the things holding us back, all of the things limiting soul potential, and live for real like it matters. Because it effing does matter. So I say living, you know, doesn't look like a, a fine line. It doesn't, it doesn't look perfect. Although I can be a perfectionist. Here's a little something about me you didn't know. If there's a little like pen mark on my pants, I totally OCD on it. Like I freak out if there's just a little stain or a little pencil mark, whatever. Like I like things to be neat and organized and, you know, but that's... Perfection is kind of the opposite sometimes as soul. 
uh, it's a linear um, construction. Perfection is more of an ego-based uh, illusion, although you know everything seems perfect and and geometry and you know there's many reflections of perfection in a positive light, but there's also a dark side of perfection that I think limits the soul. And so I don't think being soulful is, is necessarily pretty. It's, it's a pretty messy ride. It, it's, a, I think, a, a pretty real ride. Um, and I think it takes some discipline and some work to consistently live um, by that core, by, by those standards of the deepest parts of ourselves that demand realness and being alive. On life's terms, which sucks sometimes. It surely does. But there's always another thing to do. There's The only traps are the ones we create in our minds where we think, oh, the bills are piling up too high, or I'll never get out of this job, or I'll never get away from this husband or wife, or, you know, whatever the complaint is or the fear or the whatever type of prison it feels like, can change. It can change. It can morph. It will. Everything must change. There are people that that love you, but we have to love ourselves because people will let us down every single time. It's an illusion that anyone can be there for you 100%. That's why self-care and self-love is so important if you really don't want to you know, get hurt too much but it's an inevitable. We're going to get hurt. It's going to get messy, but there are solutions. There's multiple ones. There's not just one. There's different paths. There's different roads. There's different organizations. There's different versions of help when we need it, when we get depressed, when we get, uh, when we feel like we have a habit, we can't change. There are things out there. There are people, there are good people in this world there are good places. There are beautiful places everywhere on this beautiful planet. There is a way, but we can't have it all in one day. It's baby steps. It's choosing our values. It's choosing to say, hey, I'm, I'm walking the path of my core, my intuition, and I'm not settling for, you know, and I think a lot of people are afraid to give up the comforts that they think make them happy. Like uh, there's that, that money guy, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He talks about freedom versus security, that so many of us are caught up in security, you know, wanting to keep a job to pay the bills and have a roof over our heads and keep, you know, manipulate everything the way we want it to be and just keep everything good so we could take that one vacation every three years and you know some people are lucky they get to travel more but it i don't think it has to be freedom or security i think it can be freedom and security i think security comes from knowing thyself it comes from knowing the core it comes from uh enough self-care and enough of self-searching that you feel comfortable in your own skin and you can handle pretty much any storm that comes your way and that does even if you're homeless at least you still have that home base with yourself you know what i mean and 
that's a great, a beautiful thing to have. Uh, and I think so many of us are just avoiding the, the soul path because we, we want the security. We compromise for security instead, you know, the, the pension or the, um, what, what we have now and staying in a comfort zone that could be dangerous to our soul, you know, maybe dangerous isn't the right word, but it, it could be, um, contradicting to our soul it could be, I don't know if the soul can coincide with fear-based choices. And they say, there's only two kinds of choices, love or fear. You're, you're making a decision from optimism and love and hope, or you're making it from fear, um, guilt, shame, stuff like that. And if you, here's, if I would, if I were to suggest an activity to try out, it would be to really pay attention to the decisions you make and try to see the, the core of that decision. Is it from love or fear? What's making the choice? And if you, if you be aware of that constantly, I think things can only go right if you are, you know, over and over again, choosing from love. And that doesn't mean it's always going to be pretty or that decisions based uh, from love are always going to, you know, look beautiful and seem like they're serving you in the moment because they might not be. It might be a really hard decision, but it might, you know, if you know it's the right thing, then it's worth working at. And it's not all going to magically change in one day. You know, life is a lifelong journey of learning. There's no completion. There's no, oh, you did all the work uh, and now you're good to go. It's kind of like just an endless process. You learn simultaneously while you experience and while you create. So it's that journey that is that matters it's it's not the destination because we all know what the destination is and that's death and we don't nobody knows for sure what happens when you die so all we have is the journey and the moment of now and we can choose we can choose to you know oh i'll save money for 20 years and then do what i really want to do well there's no guarantee that you're going to be around in 20 years or that society is going to be around in 20 years the way it looks now. So I think we need to make some compromises and reevaluate uh, how we operate if we want to kind of be wholesome on, on this soulful path. Because, you know, there's going to be compromises needed to be made. Um, Personally, I think it's time to start talking about donkeys. You want to talk about donkey? I love donkeys. I don't love donkeys. I don't know. See, this this is me trying to impress you now, and I that's where I get um, that's where I get stopped, and I hesitate, and I lose my flow because I'm 
and the ego. And the ego wants to be the ultimate servant and the ultimate entertainer and the ultimate, you know, wants to really impress you. And if I don't have that flow, then I feel like I'm messing up. I'm effing up. And, well, that's reality. What are you going to do? I've been talking for 25 minutes. I think I'm doing okay. At least there's not a shark eating my intestines. Could always be worse. All right, I'm going to edit that out. What are you doing for the holidays? What holiday? All right, it's been... Oh, now I'm going to owe money for royalties for the Twilight Zone theme song. Great, great thinking, buddy. Anyway, let's wrap this up. I like these shorter podcasts until I have a guest at least, and then we'll uh, delve a little deeper in. Well, I hope you got the message about soul, and I hope you have a soulful week, the rest of your week and weekend in life. Peace out.